Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Wednesday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here with you, live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio on this gorgeous, but yet very windy day. Yes, it is. Windy. I'm sure you figured that out if you've been outside by now, or at least your hair has figured it out, (laughs) or your hat, if you had a hat on and it blew off, Yeah. or if you're parking in a parking lot. Be cognizant of the wind mm-hmm. so when you open your door, it yep. doesn't fly and slam into mm. the car next to mm. you. That's always so uncomfortable, it's, especially if the other person, person is there who yeah. owns the car is sitting in the car, maybe walking towards the car, and they see the whole thing. This, th- this happened to us once mm. in Green Hills. Mm. And our son, this was probably five years ago. Okay. Maybe six. So he was around five or six years old, and it was a really, really, really windy day. Okay. Same deal. Pickup truck next to us. Guy is sitting in it. Maddox opens the door, and it it flies into him. So wife and I get out. You know, sorry about that. You know, Very apologetic. We could, he's old enough to open up his own door. He didn't understand that. Yeah. And he hasn't taken a physics class yet. Dude was <laughs> not cool about it at all. Mm. And he was mm. a younger, I mean, he's probably in his 20s. And I let him go on and go go on and go on and go on. And finally, I just had had enough. I'm like, you know, we've apologized. It's a five-year-old kid. It's really, really windy. You are You are aware of that. There's no mark on your car, okay? Yeah, we're just, we feel just as bad. As you and you're ticked that it happened, and you're in the, but I finally just told him I was like, yeah, enough is enough, dude. Like we got it, man. Okay, you, you get you're angry. We've told you as a kid, it's very very windy. It was out of his control. Yeah. It didn't leave a mark. We've all checked. Move on, man. Stop being a douche. Yeah. Okay. Like at this point now, now I'm being a jerk. Yeah. Because I've had enough. Yeah. Like he just enough, yeah. yeah. Because it was like you know we tried to have a sensible conversation with you. He didn't want to be sensible. And clearly you you have no interest in that. You just want to keep going on and on and on. Yeah. And I finally just you know I just kind of shut it down. Said yeah. we're done with you. Yeah. Get in your car and get out of here. And we're leave. We're going inside. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. And that was that. Yeah. So hope you don't have that. That incident happened to you today. Anybody out there listening? <laughs> hope you have a better experience than we did. It was weird. It's it, like you said. That was a good word. It's awkward. It's awkward. And listen, Nashville, Middle Tennessee. PSA coming. Be be nice to each other, okay? We have had a lot of road rage situations happening yeah. across Middle Tennessee. Please be patient. Be nice to each other, uh, and you know, let's try to stop some of the some of the foolishness. Give each other a little bit of grace out there today, please, please, <laughs> please. 
Okay, you know we we you know we just don't need the extra the extra extras today. Maybe we've grown up from five or six years ago. No, probably not. no, no, no. It's let me tell you, it's going quite the reverse. The fact <laughs> that I even said that without laughing is it's going quite is the reverse. Remarkable. It's going quite the reverse. Yeah, no, it's no, worse. No, it's it's far worse. Yeah, so it's it's way just worse. Be kind. Like we we don't want that to happen. Come on, man. No, like no, we tried to. There's no mark. We tried to be was nice. It, we tried it, to apologize was, many times. Was it even a nice car? I mean, it was a you know. Did you have a nice car. Was, was it a BMW? It was, a, it was Green Hills. It was, yeah, well, it was a okay, pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, I mean, was it a? No, it's a pickup truck. You know, was it a ninety thousand dollar pickup truck? No, no. But it's just you know, a nice, it's a nice you know, pickup nice truck pickup, in you know, Green Hills. Pizza. All right, then. Yeah, he'd be all right. That's why I don't go there much. I try to stay far away from Green yeah, Hills. You don't have to fear Green Hills because the people are, you know. <laughs> no, I fear the traffic in Green oh, Hills. Oh, well, now the traffic on Hillsboro is something different. Yeah, that's a whole other animal. Yeah, I try to steer clear of that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Predators win in a shootout last night. We'll take it. 5-4 after squandering a two-goal lead. Yeah, we're not thinking about that now. They won. That's the only thing With, that counts, right? <laughs> well... Just over a minute to go. <laughs> they gave up two goals, and it's like, oh, well, oh, no. But they, you know, but they, 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 they pulled it out. You know, it's, They did. We got time to be sad later. Let's just be enjoying the moment right now because, you know, I think the sadness may be coming. You know, so you just well, soak it in it, while you can. It is. We already know Philip Forsberg is out of the lineup. Carrier's mm-hmm. been out for a good, good while. And last night, unfortunately, Ryan Johansson. Went down. Teresa Walker tweeted out that she saw him leaving the arena in a boot and on yeah. crutches. Elliot Friedman this morning came out on Twitter. A guy that is well-tuned with the league said, I'm hearing surgery, and it sounds like uh, – I don't know if the Predators have actually confirmed that. I don't think I've seen that, but uh, it's it's pretty much out there that he's having surgery on his foot. Okay. So looks like for or Johansson could be lost for maybe the season. So unfortunately, yeah. that win came at a you know came it at came a cost. At, it came at a cost. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, well, Rand Carthen was in attendance last night. Yes, apparently was there in Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, and first Preds you know, game. He saw the win and got inspired because he made a bunch of moves today. Well, there's a reason I'm bringing it up. One, he was it was his first. He said it was his second ever hockey game. All right, first Preds game. He said since he's gotten to town, everybody's told him you got to go to a Preds game. Mm-hmm. So, sure enough, he was there with his family, ironically, his son named Roman. Huh. Oh. That's an appropriate name, huh? Oh. To be a Preds fan. Okay. Son Roman was Roman there. Roman Carthen. Yeah. Okay. All right. By not, the way, we have bad. a German Shepherd named Roman. So, it's a good, strong name. Mm-hmm. A kid on our baseball team named Roman. Right. It's a big kid, big, strong kid. There we go. It's a Good, it's a good name. Good, solid name there, good, Roman. solid name. Well, I guess while he was at the Preds game, he decided that, uh, you know what? Since I'm having so much fun tonight, I better get to work yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And the Titans have gone to work. Yes, they have. This morning. Three releases have happened since we took since we uh, exited stage left the airwaves yesterday. Yes. Let's start with the obvious, the one we've talked about the most here on the show. Since the season ended, probably we were talking about well before the season ended. It is official. Taylor Lewan has been released. Is that a big surprise? Uh, no. No. If you've listened to the show, you know that is not a big surprise. So what does that mean for Taylor Lewan? We're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to change my stance unless someone knocks his socks off out there with a you know a juicy contract 
and I'm not talking about what he's made in the past, but still a really good number that he probably can't make out there in the real world. Yeah. He'll take it. If he can't, and people want him to play for, you know, a really, really cheap price, he's going to say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And on to busting with the boys and what other opportunities come his way life after football. Yeah, and, you know, I was just looking looking it up, and and this is a rhetorical question that we, we don't have time to get into right this second because we've got other things coming up. But at some point we were going to have the discussion about if Taylor Lewan was a – uh, successful player for this for this football team, uh, and I think the re- reaction is going to be a mixed one. Um, he certainly was not a bust, uh, that is for sure. Um, but was 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 he a good selection for what the Titans selected him to do? Uh, you know, a few years ago, I think that's something that's going to be worth talking about here uh, in the near future. I agree. That's that is a good topic, mm-hmm. and I suspect it'll be a house divided. Yeah, will be my just my first thought out loud to that question yeah which i think is a good and valid question probably a mixed bag yeah which makes it good for sports talk radio yes so taylor Wan uh has been released robert woods has been released after mm-hmm. one year nearly uh no production at all from robert woods so was should it just be no one surprise. year that yeah. was two years no one year for robert woods was it yeah it was a year yeah remember really? he had the acl okay. in the super bowl Okay. All right then. Yeah. Yeah. One year. Yeah, one year. Right. One very that that. T- by the way, if his body work looked like that for two years, man, <laughs> that, this should have happened earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a very unproductive one year. Okay. And the other one is kicker Randy Bullock. Yeah. Which I don't know. Are we a little surprised by that? I'm not. Why? Because Randy, you know, missed a couple of kicks this year, and I don't think the organization felt. Great, every time Randy Bullock went out there, um, and and listen, you know, because this is the truth. The Titans, I don't think, and I'm you know speaking, I'm assuming for Titans fans everywhere, that they haven't felt great about whoever trots out there to kick since maybe Rob Baronis, you know, kicking field goals. Like you know who who. Went out there and you felt, you know what? This is it's fifty one. It's fifty one yards. This one's going through. You didn't feel great and comfortable with Steven Guskowski? No, 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 I didn't. No, there's, you know, we're hoping, you know, didn't he miss like his first eight kicks? I, listen, it, it was tough at times. But and, then he, got, then he actually did. Start you know, hitting him. I, I, okay, and so. <laughs> You know, it's just it's just You're what it is. No. I, I'm sticking, sticking with no. I'm sticking with no. I think you know. I don't know if the and, and that's a good question. You know, we, we've got some guests coming up, but if somebody can name me the last kicker that went out there and you felt like, you know, if it's forty, if it's forty-five yards and back, we're good. He's putting this one between the pipes. I mean, Ryan Suckup was pretty good. He got hurt. Yeah, Ryan Suckup was good. Uh, by the way, he went on and has done he's won quite well Bowl. in Tampa. Yeah, he's still playing. Yeah, so I I thought he was pretty until he got hurt. I thought he was really good. Here. Yeah, but see, because but that's a part of it is you know so he was good, but then he was unavailable. Right, but you were talking about the trust factor. Like I trusted yeah. Ryan Suckup. Well, did you trust he was going to play? Because he. Well, that was I the didn't other say issue. that. I was talking about <laughs> going through the uprights. Yeah, you could trust that he when he's out there. The problem is, oh, is Suckup playing today? He's not. 
Well, who's this guy? Well, see, that's, see, that's a whole other thing. You can add uh, another one to the list just coming down Somebody the pipe. Somebody came just. Uh, no okay. surprise again. Zach Cunningham shown the door. Yeah. Zach Cunningham, newest release by the Titans. So, obviously, it's cleaning out. Uh, they've already cleaned out their locker. They're cleaning out roster day for the Titans and Rand Carthon. Uh, he went had fun last night at a Preds game and decided it's time to roll up the sleeves and get to work today. Now, I know we got to get to Bill and we got to get to break, but there's one more name out here that you know we haven't heard called yet that is going to be the big one that I think for this round anyway, and that would be Bud Dupree. Uh, to me, that's, that's the big one that I'm waiting to see if that name is going to get you know, called out on Twitter coming up here talking about a release. So far, it has not. I'm just saying. That's, that's the name I'm looking for. That's the name I'm wondering about. Well, I think a lot of people are wondering about that. So we shall see. And uh, this is not the last we're going to talk about. But we will come back and switch gears and talk with Bill Keen. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. 
Grizz Nation. Don't miss your Grizzlies Saturday at 7 as they take on reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets for Varsity Spirit Night. Catch all the action and be sure to arrive early. The first 5,000 fans get a free Grizz Girl poster. Get hyped, get ready for a ball, and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or online at grizzlies.com. From your home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's a Bill King show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Titans get into work today. They've released left tackle Taylor Lewan, wide receiver Robert Woods, kicker Randy Bullock, mm-hmm. and linebacker Zach Cunningham. We'll circle back around to this in a bit. First, you can hear our next guest every morning starting at 6 o'clock here on these airwaves. Bill Keen now joins us. Bill, how we doing? Hey, guys. What's up? I want to start. I know we talk a lot of college football with you, but I, I do. I know where you're going. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we, we have to talk about this, right? I mean, we talked about it yesterday on the show, and I read the quotes that Nate Oates said yesterday at his press conference. And I was like, I mean, Justin and I were looking at each other like, mm, this, this, that's probably not good. Like, you, you can't say mm. some of that stuff, coach. Like, that's wrong place at the wrong time. And we've known all this stuff, you know, from the beginning. I'm, just it goes on and on. It was just one misstep after another. I, I guess the, let me just start with this first. You've been around coaches for a long, long time. How do they get so out of touch with reality? And and honestly, schools too, but let's just keep it with coaches. How, how do they – I know they're in a bubble a lot, but how do they just get out of touch with reality sometimes? They're – to repeat you, they're in a bubble. I don't think – even with social media, I don't think they understand the impact of their actions and – they're drunken with the lust for winning. And I think that overrides a lot of important decisions. In some cases, it absolutely does. And he shouldn't be on the court right now until we further delve into this. But as of right now, he should not be out there. My son just asked me, here, when I got home, is he going to play tonight? I said, well, they've known about it. He's playing. Yeah. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. The media now knows that, he, that they knew, but do they reverse now? I mean, they're going to look bad no matter what they do. But Well, it's also we're talking about the best player on the team. And that yeah. that's just the other part that lends just, you know, leaves the opening for everybody out there who loves to hate on the SEC, and it just means more. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. 
why you guys have known the whole time. And who knows what else they know, right? And you haven't done a thing about it. Uh, and, oh, by the way, he happens to be your best player. And you're, you're the number one team in the land. Well, he's not only their best player, he's arguably one of the top five players yeah. in the whole country. I mean, he is – again, that's not the point, obviously. But, yeah, I, if, if his name was, uh, you know, Joe Blow and he was the sixth man, you wouldn't have heard about him again. No. If he had the, if he played the same amount of time as Darius Miles, he would have been off the team too. Right. Right? Yep. And then, you know, he was quick yesterday. Well, we, we know how this works, right? I mean, Justin and I were kind of laughing about laughing about it before the show. I mean, you, you kind of get to the, uh, Coach, can we see you for a second? Let, let's kind of talk about this real quick. Bill, he got the tap, Bill. Got somebody tapped him. Say, right. hey, 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 Coach, can we, can we see you for just a second? I'm surprised Greg Byrne, and maybe this has happened. They haven't had a, a meeting, the AD, and the AD pulled him off the court. I, I, I'm surprised that has not happened. And I'd be – well, I don't, I'm not predicting it, but but they're going to trot him out again tonight? I, I, I haven't heard to the contrary. Well, no, there's man. nothing out there that says that he's not – the question is going to be moving forward. This team is really, really talented. Are they good enough to win it all? I don't know. But I guess if you're the number one team in the land, you're you're probably talented enough to win it all. They've been really, really good this entire season. But you do wonder how this is, you know, how much of a distraction this is going to be for this team the rest of the way because Nate Oates and Brandon Miller won't be able to escape this the rest of the way, especially as the stage gets bigger and bigger. Nate Oates after any game or any opportunity with the media, none of that other stuff's going to matter. It's going to be right to that topic. Yeah. Now, are they going to – sometimes this happens. SID will say, hey, media, love you, which they don't really, but love you, but you cannot bring that up. That might happen, which, again, is more damage than good, but it's going to be interesting, guys. Let's talk about these college football rules that they are heavily consider, considering changing. Um, which one stands out to you that you are intrigued? You're intrigued in and for the good, and which one do you think probably is a bad idea? Back to back tight ends, uh, back to back timeouts is irrelevant. So let's just erase that. Nobody cares. Okay, do the rule. Nobody cares about that. Now, when you're talking about stopping time and how you're going to allocate that. I don't really like any of them. Uh, really? I like the college, I like the college game. I, I don't – look, if I see a crappy college game, I'll – I have five or six games on at a time. I may not be as intrigued, but I'm not like count down the minutes for it to be over. I just don't care about that. The, the link doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm used to that. There's, there's not, now, in baseball, it kills me, but I'm not a baseball guy like I am a college football guy. But – if, if you're going to, let's say, after an incompletion, start it after the setting of the ball or after a first down, unless it's the last two minutes of each half, you're changing the game. And I guess colleges will adjust. It's going to make it harder to come back. But eventually everybody will adjust it. If you're not a really good passing team, that could be a problem too. I just, I just don't think it's necessary. Now, let me – say this guys they're probably going to pass most of this stuff having having just told you what i thought about it 
I think they said the college game grew in time by five seconds a year ago, from 21 to 22. The average NFL game is 155 plays. Average college game is 180. And here's just a novel idea, and I'm all for instant replay. I think it's really good to get it right, but limit it. Put a minute on it. You can't adjudicate this thing in a minute, then play stands. Let's go. Sometimes we're standing six, seven, eight minutes, yeah. and you don't even know what they're doing. Talking to some dude in Birmingham, what are you doing? I mean, yep. Either you see it or you don't. That would be a novel idea. I'm with you on that. That mm. Definitely, sometimes it just takes way, way too long. And if it takes that long, then you're right. Then, uh, then clearly you don't have enough evidence to do right. something. Then you, you just need to go with what's called on the field. I, I do think I, – I understand what you're saying, but you also know you're also cognizant of the world that we're in today, and everything is about fast, fast, fast. It's not about longer. I mean, may, as you said it, baseball's got the same problem, and they're trying to fix it, right? right. The NFL is pretty – you know, they've got it down to a science. I think probably that's why soccer has become – increasingly popular in this country because you know what when they start the game you know in about two and a half hours that game is going to be over yep and that and, and, and back home you go right or, or back yeah. to the rest of your day and while that game was really really exciting and that game was an unbelievable game last year even I think you would have to admit Bill almost five hours to play a college football game between Alabama and Tennessee is just too long it's long all the passing and everything else but you know what? I got to admit now, I'm sitting there watching it. At no point was I looking at my watch. Yeah, I mean, I I get yeah, but I mean, also they're also but they're they're trying to constantly the NFL every league player safety is important to us. Player safety. That's why they got rid of the overtime rule, right? It's about player safety. If you mean it, you got to have some teeth behind it. True. Yeah, and and they're gonna do. I'd say in five years you're no longer going to see kickoffs, probably on any level. Mm. They're going to do away. Now, I don't know if that's what they're going to They're not going to do that this year, but eventually that's going to happen. And um, we'll get used to that eventually. I do think some of this is going to pass, though. I, I really do. They, 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 they looked into the same stuff a year ago and kind of kicked the can down the road, which I liked when they did that. I think they're getting closer to getting this passed. Bill, I wanted to ask you, because we, we had Jim Wyatt on uh, just yesterday, and we asked him about the impact of the XFL and the USFL on, you know, scouting for the Titans and things like that. I wanted to ask you about the way it impacts, if at all, college football teams and that there are now more players who are looking at life after college football than maybe ever before. It's a good question. I'll tell you where I was this past weekend. I didn't even know it was on. Now, that's just <laughs> I'm not I'm just going to incriminate myself right here in front of God and everybody. I did I, I was watching college baseball. I had I saw a couple people tweet about it and I went, "What?" I guys, I didn't even know there was plans for I didn't even check it out. I haven't heard. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't players that are looking at that option. I've not heard anybody talking about it. Like that's if, if I have to go that direction, I'll do it. I'm sure there's a pocket of players. I mean, they're filling the league up right now with those players. Yes, sir. But, I mean, the guys that we talk mainly about, that's that's like telling them, you know, you hope you make the junior high team. They just they don't look at it that way. Not, not most of the time. 
But, guys, let me plead ignorance. I'm not your guy on that. I couldn't tell you. If you said, Bill, $1,000, I'll deliver it to you in 30 minutes. Just give me a name of one of those teams. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> Fair wow. enough, Bill. Wow. Fair enough. No, listen. True. Bill, True. Bill has been hyper-local on college football or hyper-focused hyper on college football for quite some time. And I know that about Bill. And Bill, Bill is not ashamed of it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's all good. Um, I mean, here's the other thing. At no point in my life have I thought, you know, there's a void in the spring when it comes to football. I've got to have some games. That's never been a need. I love the calendar exactly the way it is. Okay, so even even as much as you love the sport, you just love it where it is. You don't need to see it. Let me give you prima facie evidence. During COVID, when – the Big Ten canceled. Pac-12, like the wimps they are, followed suit. <laughs> SEC was standing. ACC was standing. Big 12 was standing. And there was a lot of conjecture. SEC would have been the last team to fold, but, but or last league to fold. And they were selling us this garbage that we, we're going to go in the spring. I mean, which is laughable, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's comical. And I said on my show repeatedly, folks, if they play in the spring, I can promise you it will not be treated like we treat September, October, November. It will not be. I don't even know if I'd have talked about it. Hmm. All right. Let me let me ask you about something on sure. the field then, uh, Bill, yep. uh, with these rule changes. Uh, the rule changes to possibly keep the clock running, Bill, uh, after first downs outside of the two minutes, um, you know, two-minute yep. period. Is this going to have a profound – because, I, I listen, Saturday afternoons on CBS have produced some of the most spectacular games we've ever seen. But a big part of that, Bill, sometimes are the comebacks. So 21 points in college football in the fourth quarter is not impossible because of the clock stoppage. So is this going to stop some of the comebacks that we've seen over the years? Absolutely. And is yeah, that healthy absolutely. for the game? I don't like it. I think they're probably going to pass. They're going to pass one of those. I don't know which one. The I think it's more likely the first down than the incompletion. They may do both. They might partner them up. But it's going to make it more difficult, no, no doubt about it. And, again, if you're a moderate passing team that has to pass, you'd be in trouble probably anyways. But with that clock being sped up, Again, we'd all adjust. I mean, eventually we won't even think about it, right? Yeah. I mean, it'll be the rule, and we'll be good, and let's go play, and boo-hoo if you don't win the game. But absolutely, it's going to cost some teams that could come back. No question. If both of them pass, do you think the Big Ten will adopt a new rule, first team to double digits wins? <laughs> Only for <laughs> Iowa. For <laughs> Iowa, especially? First like, team like, to ten wins? I mean... Yeah, now Ohio State won't have that problem. No, right? no, I, that, no. I meant I meant Iowa. You knew who I was talking about, right? right so, so, right. so, Bill, who's the big dog at the table? Who gets to really determine what's going to happen here? Who's got the sway in the room to say we're going this way, gentlemen, and we're going to play it like this? Who, who's, who's got the ultimate say here? The rules committee. But if you're going to rank Lee. It's the SEC and the Big Ten. It's, you always hear this thing about the P5, and that, that's a lie. It's a, certainly a lie last five to eight years. It, it, it was a P4 because the Pac-12 you couldn't include. Now it's the P2. It's the P2. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's People can use it because it's an easy term and identifies the five leagues you all know, but it's not accurate. It's a, it's, it's a P2, and it's probably going to remain a P2, and we'll see what happens with people getting gobbled up. I, I, I've been saying this. Pac-12 right now is trying to work a media deal out, and CBS folded, said we're out. We're not going to mess with it. Turner said we're out. ESPN's still flirting. Big Tech's still flirting. And the Pac-12 also knows, by the way, it's supposed to be worth only about $20 million. They're asking 50 It's worth about 20 They also know that the Big Ten, anytime they want, and they don't have to do it at any point, can make the booty call at 3 a.m. and get Oregon and Washington to their league. They know that. <laughs> anytime they want to get them, they've got them. It's a big mess out there, guys. It is a huge mess for the Pac-12. Now, the only saving grace is Big Tech's got crazy money, and that kind of money, 20, 30 million extra is no money. Maybe they just come in and stroke the check, make the money right, but you're going to be streaming a lot of games. Which it, I, I know we all stream stuff. That's still not popular as, as having it on network TV. That'll still be a problem. But Big Tech can save them with the money, and they may do it. Amazon's in that. But when it comes to rules, real quick, because you went to media deals, yep. nothing wrong with that. But when yep. it comes to rules at that table, wherever they're making yep. this decision, the Big Twelve, not the Big Ten, the Big Ten and the SEC ultimately will be the people deciding whatever rules are going to be passed or not. Jack Swarbrick too, Notre Dame. Okay, he, and he, Notre Dame. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, Jack Swarbrick is a monstrosity of a power, and um, I mean he was in with the SEC. And uh, the Mountain West and Bob Bowlesby at the time, Big 12, Big 10 and, and ACC and Pac-12 weren't even in on those meetings when they first talked about going from 4 to 12. Swarbrick was in on it hmm. and was in on the part where Notre Dame can't be a top four seed. His team, hmm. remember? He was in yeah. on that. Yep. No, Jack Swarbrick, guys, on a stage, flexes big. Okay? Big. Walks around the big stick. There you go. For yep. sure. Bill, appreciate it as always. Thanks for the visit. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Bill Keene, tomorrow morning starting at 6 o'clock, 6 to 9 a.m. here on these airwaves. That was some good stuff. We'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600. That's 844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Hey, small business owner, when's the last time you checked your workers' comp rate? For many small businesses, workers' comp insurance is one of their biggest costs. But some don't check their rate often. Did you know rates can vary? In fact, taking three minutes to check your rate with Pi Insurance could save you up to 30%. Just go to IWantPi.com, share a few details about your business, and get a quote that's customized for you with no hassle or hidden fees. We know you're busy, but spending just a few minutes to check your rate could save you money. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. See how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. For today, we'll have partly to mostly cloudy skies. It'll be windy. It could be a stray shower. The high temperature is 78. Winds have been gusting to 40 miles per hour. Good chance for showers tonight with gusty winds, low 64. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I got a lot of takes about what the games we saw. Are they hot weekend. takes? You don't have to put an adjective in front of them to be cooler like Jared Hot Take. You know what? <laughs> Did you fire Greg Ackerman? You know, when you ask questions like that, it's a look at me. I'm the one asking the question. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Thank you, big voice guy. Back here on The McFarland Show, 844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. You can also watch us every day, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Justin is donning the green shirt. I'm donning the gold Preds shirt. I had to find this shirt. Because, you know, I put all the summer-related things away. So, you know. Yeah, you had to dig it out. I had to dig it out yeah. from somewhere. You save it for tomorrow, too. <laughs> I'll, to find, I'll find I mean, another short sleeve Yes, shirt. I will yeah. find something different for tomorrow. We had someone call during the break and ask Devlin. That is um, a cousin. Devlin is a cousin of the McFarland Show. Cousin McKenzie. He's a McKenzie. Are we carrying the Braves games on this radio station? Well, we'll answer that on air, just in case anybody else out there was listening. Answer, yes. In fact, great timing on the question. We'll go down to Brave Spring Training at about 3.15 and talk to Chris Domino, who's down there covering Brave Spring Training for 680 in Atlanta, who, of course, also carries the Braves game. So we'll do a little check-in with Chris. By the way, Major League Baseball 
is also got some new rules that we'll talk about with Chris. The Braves also have a new man. voice, play-by-play man on television. We'll talk to him about. So there's a lot of things to get into with Chris, but that's coming up in about 30 minutes or so. 844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. Good conversation there with Bill Keen. I agree with him. Look, I, I look, I understand Bill. Bill is a diehard college football guy through and through. Yeah. Okay. So I know he doesn't want to change things. I get it, man. Baseball is going to go through the same thing, right, with all their changes and has over the years with diehard baseball fan, right? Somebody's grown up with it their whole life. They're like, replay? Forget (laughs) you, man. K-Zone? Forget you, man. What are you doing that? What are you talking about? Yeah. And I can keep going on. We all know the rules. Now this year we're going to have bases the size of an extra large pizza box. Yes. Uh, you know, so we're going to get into all that with Chris kind of very shortly. But look, while it was an amazing game, I, I could think of another game. LSU, Texas A&M about, what, four years ago? Three, four years ago. Amazing game. Seven overtimes. Oh, oh that okay. Yes. Remember the seventy-two to seventy yes. finish. Yes. I was glued to it. In fact, yeah. it was a November game because I remember Vince was in town. He was staying at my house, and Vanderbilt and Tennessee played earlier in the day here in town. He was in town to cover that, and by the time he got to my house, you know it was late in the fourth quarter. I was like, man, have a seat. I think this one's going to be a wild finish. And, you know, the next thing you know, an hour later, the game ended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If that. It may have been longer. It was super long. But it was a really exciting game. November 2018. Was it 18? Okay. I don't know know if they've listed the the time of the game. They typically don't do that with football games. It was probably also. Baseball games, you do it all the time. It's standard. A five-hour game, okay? You can't have five-hour college football games. You just can't. Just like Major League Baseball. I, I've said this. This is not a novel concept. This is not anything new. I've been saying this for a long time. I was way ahead of the curve today where we want things fast. We've got to be instant. Hey, eh, eh, we don't have time for all this. We've got to be on the move. Well, that's great. I was saying this 10, 15 years ago. People don't have time for game 43 of your 162-game season on a Tuesday night. To go four hours in 37 minutes. They just don't. Yeah, it's long. That's just long for game 43, right, of 162. Yeah. It's just too much. People just – to, and then as time has gone along, we've gotten to this point where it finally got here where it's like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. This is too long. It's too much. It's too big of a commitment. Does that mean I thought less of baseball? Did it mean I loved baseball less? No, I was just trying to be realistic about it. It's too much. People just don't have the time to do that for that long of a season. Remember, it's already twice as long as any other season we have in professional sports. Yes. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. The Tennessee-Alabama game was spectacular. Spectacular game. It was an amazing game. Spectacular finish. Bill says he didn't notice or didn't take time to look at his watch during the game. And, and, that's, and that's, that's fine. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. 
I looked up and I said, is it really 7 o'clock? This game has been going on this long. It's dark. It's dark. It was dark. I no, said, it was dark. I said, this game's already at 2.30. And is it really 7 p.m.? Yes. And this game is not over. Yes. As a matter of fact, this game could go on a little while longer here at this rate. Um, and it was a wonderful game. I will never forget it. Spectacular finish. Spectacular night for Tennessee football. But, boy, you had to wait on it uh, because it was a journey to get there. You know, and, and do they need to do something to address that? Well, probably because something like that is a epic. All right. I mean, that's not that's a double feature at that point. And you're just doing one college football game. Now, some of the things they could do to decrease the time. And Devlin talked about it yesterday off off camera or off mic. We're going to bring it up again is halftime. Halftime of college football games run 25, 30 minutes um, because they they allow both sometimes both of the bands from both teams to come on the field and do a routine. They give away awards and flowers and uh, hand claps to people and all kinds of other things. They do. No, I know. I'm laughing. And I will admit. They do it at halftime. I didn't even think about college football halftime until we were talking about that yesterday off the air. I didn't even think about it. It can be a very long time. The NFL, you better get up. You better go to the bathroom. You better grab yourself you know, something to eat, something it's, to drink, whatever. It's 12 and a half and minutes. And get back to your seat. because it's 12 and a half minutes. It's getting ready to start back up. It's it's done. They don't mess. But you, now that you, that was brought up yesterday, I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever really thought about that, but. It is long. Yes. It's probably twice as long as an NFL halftime. It is absolutely twice as long as a halftime for an NFL football game. I'm not sure why that is. Well, yeah, well you well, just said it. Yeah, but you the awards, can that stuff be cut out and chopped down a little bit? Now, would that save you 10, 15 minutes? Would that be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things? Uh, yeah. Well, possibly. You're, if you're Possibly. If you're looking to save time, 10 or 15 minutes, you ain't going to find anything else that's going to save you any better. Any more? Well, actually, these these new rules of yeah stopping stopping the clock for everything in college football is it's just too much. Yeah, it just is. Well, and it's also why they have time. Think about it. college I, football. I know that really you, that's why comebacks happen because it does allow you oh, yeah comebacks because oh, yeah. if the clock is constantly stopping after every first down, okay. If you got a good offense. Three tu- three touchdowns is nothing, right? In the fourth in the fourth quarter, not in today's game. Well, yeah, no, it's a little different. But you know, you can you can do a lot in a small period. And, and here's the other thing: just from our perspective as people in the media, you notice college football coaches. What happens, Darren? They're running off the field. They stop and talk to Tracy Wilson or someone. Uh, they're on the uh, they're you know coming off the field. Then right after they're done, right after they're finished with her, then there's the radio guy standing right behind her that they go and talk. So the coach is doing two interviews before he even gets into the locker room. What NFL coach is doing that? The answer is zero. Yeah, they. Yeah, not that, two. That doesn't you're really. Not, you're not doing two interviews. But that doesn't really take up any time. No, because they ask one question and they're done. In most cases, but a lot of times, though, that cuts into the time when you only have 12 minutes and you have to take, you know, a minute to answer a question from a radio or TV person coming off the field. But they do that in the NFL. They just don't air it. 
Because if you notice, they, they go do, the, they do half they do yes. coming off the field halftime How, interviews. They watch a third quarter. They go down. Let's go down to our sideline reporter. Yeah, I talked to Mike Vrabel. He's coming out. He said they have got to be more. Oh. They always say that and, stuff. Uh, it's, that's that's different than you know. Yeah, they talk to it's Mike. Vrabel. Same thing. Uh, They're asking him a question. It's, it's different. Well, how is it different? They it's different in the allocation of time, not after after halftime. So in other words, they talk to them after you came back out onto the field. You've already been in the tunnel. You've already been in the yeah. locker room. You've already made your adjustments. You're just coming back out onto the field now and walking to your position. It's very different than going in. Going in, you feel a little bit more pressed because we talk about it all the time about the halftime adjustments. Halftime adjustments. You want to get started on those pretty fast. Yeah, but you don't a coach wait. isn't walking in right away and start. They, they go, the coaches go meet typically, then they come in and they're going to say something. They're not going right in the room. Listen up. Well, right when they got in well, there. Well, you got to do the meeting with the coaches. Where you got, you got, but players got to get radio. retaped. Players gotta got to get – you know what I mean? You, you got to do two interviews first. I'm just saying that college football coaches have more time, you know, because of that Because of that 25 to 30 minutes. They've got more time than the NFL well, has Well, here's another thing that hasn't been brought up. You want to limit – you want to help college football? Stop the fake injuries. Well. There's that, too. That bogs the game down a ton. Okay, then how do you determine if a guy is hurt or not? I know. It's how the, do you know? I know. That's but I know. I don't know how you stop yeah, that. I don't know how you stop. But that. you'd have to admit that is slowing down oh, yeah. the game. No, no, it's happening. The all fake the time. injuries, and we all know it. We see it. Oh, right? sure. The other coaches know it too. They're, we, They're listen, all screaming. The other sideline screaming. We see the screaming. signals telling people to lay down. Yes, we see it. We see it. We've we been know seeing it. it's going on. But you're right. How do you stop that? I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. To me, you gotta let that go because you can't stop that. Well, I don't know how you stop that. I don't know. I mean, have we really ever thought like what? I don't know. I guess you can't, right? How do you prove that they're faking it? All you can not? do is charge someone a penalty, like we're already yeah. doing in the last two minutes of games anyway to stop the clock. I mean, or you charge some, you know, you charge them a timeout, or you charge them ten yards because you gotta. But you, are you? Are we really gonna start charging people ten yards? Because, you know, the other team was driving and you decided to have a player lay down? Is that what we're doing? We're going I, half the distance to the goal? I mean, is there a way? Could, could you say if you go down, you miss two plays? The next two plays? I mean, could you do something like that? Maybe. Maybe it makes people think, well, and I know then they're going to start choosing their people, yeah. right? They're going to be like, hey, no, you're the, our yeah, best player. Don't put, you go you down. Put, you put those, you hey, know. you're the one. You put the third string guy in there. But the third string guy isn't on the field. Yeah. But you're trying to figure out which one can we lose. Yeah. Who who does it impact us then, the most then, then the next two plays? Then it becomes the hack a shack. <laughs> where right. you the guy is in the game for no other reason than to, to go foul lay down Shaquille or O'Neal. to foul. Yes. That's the only reason they're in plan. Yeah. I know. I know. There's look, you're right. They're always fine to go they're always gonna find a way around. Yeah. Uh let's go to Nate. Nate, you're up next. Welcome in. I know this is outlandish, and I just thought of this, but and it's probably a stupid idea. But why not just start penalizing every injury? That way, you don't have to know. Well, because well, really, you want to you want to penalize teams for kids getting injured. I mean that. Or, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it's all, it's almost the only way to stop it. It seems to me. So a kid tears his ACL, you're going to tell that team just lost their star running back. And we're going to tack on 10 more yards I mean, for your I, kid I mean, tearing his ACL. Yeah, Hendon Hooker goes down. Right. Yeah, and now 
Yeah, the Tennessee. Yeah, we know you, you just, just lost, lost your star quarterback. Star quarterback, and it was a sack, and We're it's another ten yards. <laughs> And I you're mean, not, going the, not going to the not going to the playoffs. Don't stop there, Nate. Well, how about loss of down too? Intentional. I, I mean, hey, whatever gets you to stopping, right? What? <laughs> well, mean, well, how do you, how do you stop want, people from getting hurt legitimately? I don't, I don't think they want to stop it that bad. Nate. I mean, <laughs> well, first of all, people are going to get this hurt. Is, this is the sledgehammer option yeah. that Nate's got. Yeah, I think we. This is a little arcade using, using here, a sledgehammer to well, kill a fly, Nate. <laughs> Did you find this rule book in BC? I mean, what, how long ago was this rule book that you found? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I just wrote it, and I it. it's the size of my desk. Did you find this from the Egyptians? Like, what? How far back is this rule book? I don't know, Nate. It was it was written in stone. Man, that is that is a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. Mm. Mm. Anyway, but that's not why I called in. So, uh, with this new potential rule, with the um, college football potentially having incomplete passes at with the clock still going. I know this is more prevalent in the NFL, but unless you have timeouts, you almost are not coming back. It's almost impossible. Uh, you can't spike the well, ball. Kansas City would would argue with that, but yes, to your point, it, it you, is harder. You can't spike. You can't spike the ball. It's still the clock will still run. In, in and, what, the NFL? No, he's no, saying no, no, I'm in, talking in this about scenario. College, in the college um, scenario that they're thinking about. If this were to pass, you couldn't stop the yeah. ball by – you couldn't stop the clock by spiking the ball because it, that counts as an incomplete pass, um, which, which is interesting, Nate. I, I really hadn't thought about it like that. But in theory, you would be correct uh, that spiking the ball would be an incomplete pass and would stop the clock – and that may not be allowed in this particular scenario outside of the two minutes. Then again, Nate, how often have you seen, even in the NFL or other places, uh, teams spiking the ball outside of the outside of the two minute hurry up? It just doesn't happen. Well, just don't forget not there. Sometimes those rules change because in the NFL you can go down on one knee, and they they consider you down right where typically you're supposed to be touched. Yes. But yet they you blow it dead. Up, yeah. They blow it dead. Yeah. But you're su- technically you're supposed to be touched, right? Yeah. When they take a knee. College, you are down. Yes. Well, yeah, they have a yeah, they're down whether you're touched or not, and you're just down. But in but that yeah, they make I, a different rule for it. Yeah, so we're gonna have subsets of subsets, yeah, of, subsets I mean, yeah. of these rules yeah. and it's and then the officials are going to be even more scrutinized for not knowing the subset 5,000 of that rule. And it's just, I, it's just not going to stop. You don't sound like you're in favor of these changes. I mean, I really don't know. I guess I'm going to have to see how it plays out, but it's, I, I had thought the other day, where, where does it stop? Where do the rule changes stop? And is it really making the game better? And like Bill King said, the game's going to almost become un- unrecognizable here in the future. Well, why why is it unrecognizable? I mean, I, I don't – do you really think the clock should stop after a first down, every first down in a game? In a game today where passing in offense is so prevalent, right? So it's not a go back to 1968 
and everybody's three, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Like everybody's slinging the ball around all over the place in college football. Do you really think that you you should you do you want the clock stopped after every first down? I mean, you can't get a college football game in in less than four hours today, don't you? It, it'd be it'd, it'd be nice if the college game was a little different from the NFL, but not necessarily with the first down rule. I'm just saying. I mean, I understand the rules need to be tweaked every year to try and make it better, but it seems like these rules are a little more or a little more than tweaking. Yeah. You'd have to admit, like, that is an old-school thought, even for a young guy like you, to think you'd like to see the game different. Look, brother, NIL, these guys are getting paid now. They're getting closer and closer to the NFL model every day. Right? I understand the the game's changing and everything. It's just that I wonder how long it's going to be before it's just completely different from what it is now and what it is kind of used to be a few years ago yeah but we shall see mm-hmm. well y'all have a good day yep you too have a good, yep. oh, that's a little rough get hurt yeah get penalized yeah i don't know about that what what ryan johansson goes down last night you want to put vancouver on the power play too that's rough i mean jeez rough golly that'll do it for hour number one we are wide open the first segment before we go down to spring training so if you want to continue the calls we'll welcome them 844 844- 5600. Hour number two next. On air and online, Sports Radio WNSR, ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. In Colorado today, law enforcement officials tell ABC News multiple schools in the state have received unconfirmed threats that police say were deemed to be false. It triggered lockdowns. In Boulder, Police Chief Maris Harold says the FBI investigated calls of an active shooter at Boulder High School. There were no victims, even though the call was realistic. I have listened to this 911 call. It is very scary. Um, in the background, you can actually hear shots being fired. Police say they believe the calls are linked. In Ohio, there are growing calls for more safety regulations following the toxic train derailment in East Palestine. Residents are still concerned about safe drinking water, even though officials say tests show it is not contaminated. Former President Trump is visiting the region today. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will be there tomorrow. A major storm is moving across the country from California to Maine. It could bring snow to Los Angeles. This is ABC News. Attention business owners. Stop throwing your hard-earned money away on rent. Imagine owning your own building and saving thousands every year. Sound impossible? Not if you use General Steel. General Steel can help you save thousands by owning your own custom-designed building. Just call 888-98-STEEL or visit buygeneralsteel.com to see how much money you can save with General Steel. Our buildings come with a 50-year warranty, and thousands of companies, from Fortune 500 corporations to startups, have trusted the General with their building needs. If you need to expand or start a new business, you really need General Steel. I'm very impressed with General Steel. Everyone's been extremely helpful. I'd recommend General Steel to anyone looking to build a steel building. Stop wasting money on rent. Call 888-98-STEEL or visit buygeneralsteel.com to find out what General Steel can do for your home or business. That's 888-98-STEEL. Our team will answer your questions and offer you a customized quote. Just call 888-987-8335 now or buygeneralsteel.com. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. 
Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You can win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Go me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour on this Wednesday rolling along. Having fun. Getting your phone calls. Mm-hmm. Head down to spring training a little bit later. Talk to Chris Domino. He's really good. You're really good, too. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Doug. Doug, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. You said we're having fun. How about this for time consumption? Continuous clock to the fourth quarter. You have your number of TV timeouts. And in the fourth quarter, the clock stops on first downs, out of bounds, and all that stuff. I know you're going to have guys going to be laying on the ground acting like they're hurt just to run the clock out, but that comes back to bite you in the fourth quarter. You know you got to pay for the game. So, hey, you know, a lot of the number of TV timeouts, the first three quarters, then after that it gets serious. You want you want continuous clock for three quarters. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Speed the game up. Hmm. Speed it up. Hmm. Ooh, That's boy. interesting. I think Bill Keene, if he heard this, would may be grabbing his chest right now. But then Give me the defibrillator. For the game. You got to for the game. You have your TV timeouts. Then in the fourth quarter, it goes back to normal. Hmm. You know what? I don't know. I, I haven't really know. thought I about it. Think That's, about it. Yeah. I'd have to think about that more at first glance. I probably same thing. There's a little shock and awe there. It's like whoa. But you know, look, I am in favor of these games getting trimmed down. They they just they have to. They're too long. But well, I don't know. Pay for the game. You got to have the TV timeout. So there's the allotted number of TV timeouts in the first three quarters. Yep. Do you add a timeout because of that? Does everybody get an whatever, extra timeout? Whatever. No extra timeout. You know, hey, you, you you keep the same number of timeouts. And if you want to delay the game in the fourth quarter because you're behind or because you're ahead, whatever, but continue. you can still call your timeouts in the first three quarters. Call them as you want to, but continuous clock hmm. unless you call a timeout. Hmm. hmm. All that first down, out of bounds, and all that stuff. Just nope, I'll keep running. Mm. I don't know. You may go under that rule. You may go the extreme other way. <laughs> Next thing you know, college games are done in two hours. Yeah. And what's yeah. the crime? Well, well, I mean, obviously your points are going to go way down. We know that, right? You're going to scoring's going to go way down. Points. Well, we're talking about the time that it takes to consume the game. 
the biggest problem you're going to have, Doug, ultimately, it's going to cost money. You're going you're to cut into the, inventory for gonna, the TV networks. Yeah, you're going to cut into the time for the TV networks to run commercials. Um, well, I told you, the allotted number of timeouts, whatever you, you do, Vegas has got to get over it. The over and under, Vegas starts your new standards now. And TV timeouts, then regular timeouts in the fourth quarter. I'm all about the game as it is, but if you're going to trim it, that's the way you trim it. Okay. My just just a thought. All right, all right, Doug. I like it, Doug. Yeah, I'm not a, not a smart guy, right? but you know, hey, I throw it out there. Doug, stop right. saying yeah. that up here. No, don't. don't do that, man. We do not agree with your sentiments. Uh, don't be drug tested today, guys. Okay? <laughs> Doug, thanks as always. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Uh, TV guy, put on your hat. Your TV hat. Hi. Good afternoon. There we go. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Like you can't go the far extreme because there's a, they pay. Look, that's what's funding everything: TV contracts. Yeah. And to help pay for those big lucrative deals, is you've got to have the commercial inventory that they have for these games. And so, if you do it Doug's way, you're going to cut big time into your com- commercial inventory, right? It's going to go down. Here's here's the other thing that I promise you people outside of TV are not thinking about and that is college football or football in general, college football in this case are good lead-ins for the next show. So if you trim a college football game way back you're almost going to have to change the start time because what you want it to do is lead into your next program whether that's the late news or hopefully prime time, whatever it is it is a major incentive for those other programs that follow college football um, for your audience to be there. So it's, and I know that's not something that the, the listening audience is thinking about, but it's not just revenue, it's the push to the next show that comes after. And if you don't think they're, they're thinking about that, you are mistaken. They know who's watching college football. They put on programming afterwards to try to draw in that crowd. Unless they think they're going somewhere else automatically, you know, like if you, if number one versus number two was coming on ESPN, then maybe they won't care as much what comes on after the CBS afternoon game on, you know, if you understand what I'm getting at. But if if you know, you're saying that on a on a national network like ABC, yeah. CBS, NBC, Fox, yes. But if it's on ESPN, any of the ESPN programmings or the yeah, yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah, you know, you're kind of already whatever. watching. Then you're already anyway, yeah. if on a all sports network. Yeah, I guess, but the, the bro- but put the it. broadcast folks, oh, absolutely, yeah. it's a major incentive. Yeah, um, because guess what? The people who buy ads for those programs they're after doing the college same thing. football, yeah, they know. Yeah, they know the bigger sure. audience is going to be there too, and they're hoping they stay without question. Yeah, you did all that without a teleprompter. I'm impressed. Well, thank you. Good job. Let's go to Tony. In Nolansville. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. First of all, I was just going to be a listener today and leave it to you two to spark the nerves in me to pick up the phone and call and throw my two cents in there with uh, Nate and Doug. You know what's amazing? Here's Nate, Doug, myself, and I know many other callers and listeners, and you two guys also. We've all got ideas like this, and if people just stop and think about things, there are really some good ideas out there just by the common fan. Oh, of course. These, these heads, these guru heads, when they get in these board meeting rooms, can't even put this stuff together like we can. It's oh, unbelievable. Oh, you, you're not going to get any pushback from me. Look. Uh, I mean, there, it's unbelievable. There, there is a whole lot of sports entities 
universities, organizations, franchises that could use a big, healthy, healthy dose of common sense. For and whatever reason, it doesn't go that far fans. up. Yeah. Hear the fans. That's another thing. Now, my my couple of takes I have, number one, Justin, yes, sir. Uh, take a little exception to – uh, you saying that every game has both bands performing? That is not that, no, true. No, 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 no. Not every game. I know okay, that's not true. Okay, well, yeah, no, no, we understand because no, 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 no. a lot of teams just take pep bands. Yes, sir. To to games, and there was something with the SEC a few years back tried to eliminate the visiting team bands going to to uh, to the game. Heard about but that? But there yeah. are the big games that they do have. You know the Alabama and. and Tennessee band play. And let me say this, guys. I love watching a lot of the bands. A lot of the times, I will go at halftime watching the game on TV at home. I will go to the ESPN Plus or Sports SEC Network Plus and watch the band. I enjoy watching the Pride of the Southland, Mm -hmm. the Million Dollar Band, Mm -hmm. Georgia's Band. I love them all. I mean, I enjoy watching the bands. I really do. But, uh, and that's that's an outlet, but the bands are still performing. But the thing that I want to talk about is also is limit some of these replays. The human element of the referee has been taken out. Every almost any anything that's close gets rebuked. Mm-hmm. Put a number of replays out there to the coaches. Each coach, you get two replays that you get to call out that you want each half. You get two. And the and from anything else would be a referee's replay. I think cut down on the replays, and I think that would speed up the game a little bit. I think these players faking these injuries, whether some are some are real, some are not. We know what the flops look like. You know what? That player in that series of downs, he does not come back in. He should not be allowed to come back in. If he went down with these fake in, if it's a real injury, a lot of times they're not coming back in anyway in that series of downs. So if a player flops and goes down, oh, my leg, you know, cramps, he's out. That'll stop a lot of these fake injuries on that, too. But how do you tell the real from the fake, Tony? How do you tell the real from the fake? I don't care what one it is. He's just saying if you go down, you miss a series. You go down, you're out the rest of that series. It'll stop the fake injuries. Hmm. It will stop that. The real injuries are going to be a real injuries. Trust me. But that flopping, that just going down, yeah, that'll stop some of that. That'll, that'll stop some of that. And yeah, you're, uh, you're going along the same lines as me. You're just yours has more impact and more teeth to it than mm-hmm. mine. I said two and, two down or two plays. Right, and but no, just the rest of the series. Okay. So you get a player, you get, you know, it's in the fourth quarter. These teams are running this, you know, the up tempo, the hurry up offense, and the offense is moving the ball. So naturally, the defensive lineman, he's going to fall down, fake the injury, and stop the play. Well, they're going to come out and get him off the field. But if it's down there at the forty or fifty yard line, they still got forty to sixty yards to go, depending on field goal or touchdown. He's not going to go down if he knows he's not going to be back in there three plays later. That, 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 that's just my take on Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's about, the, that's about the only way you could really 
That might work. You know, the only way you could really sit here thinking if about you want to send a message like, "Hey, uh, enough with the the fake injuries," then you're right. If you if you have a real injury, it doesn't really matter. You you were going to play anyway, right? You were going to be out the next series you're anyway. Be a real out injury, two or three plays. Anyway. So it doesn't affect you, right? But if for the teams that that fake injuries all the time, and I mean all the time, it's bad. We've seen a yeah, lot of bad college football games. Three, with that three plays within the same series. Of course, but if you want to eliminate it, then have some real teeth to it, and maybe that'll cut it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't disagree with that. I said two plays, but now that you've presented it this way, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't. Great minds are all thinking alike. Everybody, I know you've got some other callers got some great ideas, but it'd be great if they'd let us get in the boardroom with them. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. If you can arrange right, that, guys. sign us up. Thanks, man. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, with Chris Domino, who's down in spring training for the Braves. He will join us next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Call 
golfers. Tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops. Unmatched expertise. Unmatched service. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, this is trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. It's nice here in Nashville today. It's windy, it is. but it's nice. Tomorrow's supposed to be 82. That is correct. I have a feeling our next guest is probably in even nicer weather. Yeah, slightly warmer climate. It's down spring training. Spring and Chris Domino. Chris, what's the... The temperature where you are. Best guess, 84. All right. Okay. Not bad. All yeah. Right. 84, sunny. Um, it's the kind of weather that you get your work in in the morning, and then you get out of the building. And Brian Snickers, a big believer in sometimes less is more. What's really interesting about this place compared to Orlando, where the Braves were for like 21 years, um, the only thing they have in common is that the, the Braves are doing some activities <laughs> because Orlando was for a Disney place. It was small. It had no room. Their weight facility here is incredible. So what it really has lent itself to is there's a lot of strength and core work going on in the morning before they ever hit the field. They don't have to be on the field as long. As long as everybody understands we get it done, we leave. And it it probably will be that type of camp all the way through, even when they start playing games. Don't burn a guy out. Make sure he's got his strength stuff in, his conditioning in. Play the game and leave. And I, and I think Brian Snicker's really intelligent in that way. So where are you in Florida? So this is Northport. This is the North one that opened Port. a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, by Sarasota. Okay. Uh, Venice Beach. There's an actual Venice Beach in Florida. Uh, El Dorado Beach. Do they work sort of out right in that area. at that Venice Beach or no? No, no, I haven't seen anything. Nobody's. I haven't seen anybody on rollerblades okay, or, okay. or doing that. I can tell you this, though. Uh, five years ago, and this place got hit pretty hard by the storm. This area got hit yeah, so hard with yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays, they're not even in their facility, and they won't be this spring. They've actually moved up to Orlando and are going to play their games in the Trop uh, because their place really got devastated. This place had damage, but they got it all taken care of. I drove... So five years ago, the guy who runs this, Mike Dunn is his name, he sent me an aerial shot as they started to move dirt. And when I tell you guys, you couldn't see anything. There was nothing. There was no houses. There was no nothing. I drove down the main street that you would find the stadium on, and they're going to do an over-55 community, and that piece of land is huge. But there are two developments that they've already started. And I said, yeah, let me go see what's happening down here. Northport, Florida, buoyed by the Braves, I walked into a house. 
They told me it was $1.7 million. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I think the guy saw the shock on my face. I thought he was kind of kidding. Um, it, it is, look, Florida, close to the beach. And, I mean, this is close to the beach. I get it. But this whole place, there are going to be thousands of houses down here, probably a couple of new hotels. And it really is because the Braves made a decision to spend about seven weeks down here um, every year. Hmm. I'll tell you what, it really doesn't matter how this interview goes the rest of the way. The fact that you just brought up a housing community that I could not move into currently right now just makes my day. I mean, it just makes my (laughs) day. Because I could, as I walked around those other two, I said, I really should be looking across the street at the 55-plus. How about this for something? We had a guy, Jared Schuster, on today. He's a Braves first-round pick in 2020. He was born in 1998. Me and the guy that I worked with started working together in 1997. Yeah. We are older as a show than he is as a human being. Yeah. That there's a lot of that going see on what in the building too, man. See, <laughs> see what I mean? Like you've already made my day that you brought up a community I yeah. couldn't currently live in. And I I'm just so happy about that. That really makes me it's feel coming, young brother. again. I hate to tell you, wow. oh, feel good about yourself. Oh, look at me. I'm so this, I'm so that. It's coming. Oh, I and, didn't and say look, that I couldn't start you put you know, putting the plans together and breaking ground here. <laughs> soon but just today i can't move into that community and i'm very happy about that so do they have the extra large pizza boxes uh for bases at yeah. this new facility uh yes i i think look i understand when you put it next to the old base you know and, and then you hear pizza box and you go oh no doubt it's bigger no doubt uh i think it's safer for first baseman hopefully it gives people more room I almost look at in, in the game, everything has changed anyway. I, I think Jeff Passon said, I think it was Passon. I, I might be wrong. I think he said the integration of this rules package this year is the biggest thing that baseball has done since actual integration. And he believes, and, I, and if you really think about it, wow. pitch, pitch clocks, hitters' clocks, bases, shift to, to no shift. And what is it we know? We don't usually go backwards. Like, nobody really, unless you're getting really nostalgic, nobody really goes backwards. The fact that they pulled the shift away and, and ruled it, like, it's not even like, hey, man, we're going to suggest. They actually ruled it. it. It really has a chance to be, certainly, I guess, shorter games, but I think more balls in play. Um, I I like it. I'm, I'm sort of one of those guys who can be old school on a certain thing, but while the time thing hasn't bothered me as much as it's bothered other people. I kind of understand the baseball, how much actual baseball. You know, will this mean more bunts? I don't know. Will this mean more stealing? Probably. The two times over rule, um, I, I think the good old-fashioned ejection is going to come back. It's one of the things I'm excited about. I can't wait till the guy freaks out, flips his lid, uh, either a pitcher or a hitter, who now all of a sudden in a big situation, uh, you know, doesn't follow the clock or steps off disengagement is what it's called on the mound where a guy's not ready quick enough in the batter's box all of a sudden he's got a strike called on him i'm kind of hoping that this means managers coaches and players might actually start getting it and there's 10 new umpires this year by the way Hmm. which is which is another it's the biggest class of umpires i think since the 70s man you're gonna yeah where did that come from i I didn't i was not aware of that yeah i think it's 10 new major league umpires so 
you know, you're going to test the guy to see what he's made of anyway. And I think they're going to try to go letter of the law, certainly in the beginning when it comes to the pitch clock. Why uh, was it this again, year? Somebody's going to get burned. Why was this year the time to have an, an overhaul like that? I don't know. Huh. Uh, it's a good question. I don't Listen, I'm a headline reader at this point, fellas. I've got too much other stuff to read. I, I, if I, I'll see a headline, 10 new umpires, that's good enough for me. I don't even pretend anymore. I, I cheat. Like, I actually listen to audiobooks. I used to read. Like, actually read and do the work. Yeah. I am, I am such a slack. I mean, I am really a jake. I, I have just taken other people doing the reading for me. So now I find myself reading more headlines than ever before. The stuff I'm interested in, I'll read. Um, but, but if... If it grabs my attention as a headline, that's good enough for me these days. I know a lot of baseball fans, a lot of hardcore baseball fans, and we have a lot of baseball fans yeah. since we carry well, the Braves games on this radio station. We have a lot of baseball fans that listen to this show, to this station, and are in this market, as you know. Uh, and most hardcore baseball fans bristle, I know, because I've been around them my whole life. They bristle at change, and I get it. And that's really not just baseball. It's any sport. They bristle with change. Uh-huh. How – you know there's a triple-A team in this market. And when we, go to, when we go to Sounds games, since this clock – look, one, it's a jolt. Like uh, these new rules, which they've been yeah. testing in the yep. minor leagues, is a jolt the first – couple times you go it's like whoa Mm -hmm. but i'll admit chris uh you know as you do it it's just like the nets right initially when you put up the nets oh my gosh i can't see the game oh my gosh i'm gonna pay full price for these seats there's a net in front of me nobody's talking about the net anymore okay we adjust we get used to it yep since this it's been great for going to sounds games man it is a it's a huge difference I'm curious to see how it's going to translate to the big league level. I am too. And and I can tell you there are pitch clocks. So, again, this facility is is ridiculously good. They have four mounds that guys will come out to throw early before they get on the field, and all four mounds have a pitch clock behind the catcher. So they've, you know, they're trying to make guys aware, even at the side session stuff, of what it is. I watched live BP for the first time today, and there was somebody who was – I, there was not a clock in sight. I didn't see a clock because that's not really what this is. You don't want to really rush a guy during a first live BP session. But I can tell you that I heard once or twice, even when we were in the booth and I had the you know, windows open, okay, keep an eye, you know, think about time. They were telling the hitters more than the pitchers. I think with the hitters, it's, you know, stepping out, it, you're not going to have time. It's 15 seconds on the clock, but you have to be in at 8. I don't know if people even are aware of that. You have to be engaged as a hitter eight seconds into that clock. You can't dive in. You can't. You know. You have to be engaged because if they're going to if they're going to burn the pitchers, they want to make sure that the hitters are there. And it's not one of those where a pitcher has to deal with the nonsense of a guy getting in with three seconds left. You know, digging his foot in with three seconds left. So a, little, a lot of this stuff is going to be interesting. And I do think this spring. For the first time ever, I'm going to be curious about things that I've never thought about before. Hmm. I don't care about the time of a baseball game, but I think I might start caring about the time of a baseball game because it's now rule-induced. So let the games begin. I, I think it's – look, I was more radical than that. I don't – Darren, I might have told you the story. We had Dale Murphy in studio, and it was one of those weeks where everybody was bitching about time of baseball games. And I looked at Murphy. I said, here, I'll fix it. Seven inning games. And Dale Murphy looked at me and said, Chris, come on. I've known you 25 years. You can't go to seven-inning games. I said, sure you can. I said, the numbers don't matter anyway. 
I said, the five-and-dive pitcher, you know, seven in a game, at least if I get five innings out of a guy, I feel it's justified that I'm paying him all this money to be on the mound. Mm. He called me two days later. He said, I, I think I understand. I think I might have been wrong. Seven inning games might be the only way to speed this thing up. Um, so mm. if you have a guy who played in that many games, starting to realize that the numbers are goofy anyway. We're not going to say it's a grand game winner. Um, home runs, it got goofy because the baseball was used, the players were used, the bats were used. You know, stadiums were built to have more offense. Three-outcome baseball. Nobody cares if you strike out 140 times. It's kind of like, you know what, seven innings makes sense because at least you can justify some of the prices that you're paying for pitching for guys who aren't even pitching as many innings as they're supposed to, or anything close to what they're supposed to. So this will make it interesting because I do think it's a different way. And I that's a good word, jolt, because I think a lot of baseball fans are going to be exactly that. You talk to a lot of players, and they're going to get – asked about this constantly. They're probably going to get sick of it. But especially now, and it's still very, very early in it. But what has been the small, probably, you know, the small window of reaction in talking to players? What are they saying to this point? Anything that's, you know, that's jumped out to you? Well, I yeah, I think lefties, like a guy like Matt Olson, not fast. We had Kevin Seitz around for a pretty long segment today, actually in cages, and Olsen and Austin Riley were working after their workout. They went to the cages, so we happened to be in there talking to Seitzer about it. And it is interesting. Both guys were taking swings with one hand. You know, one was using a short bat. So even Seitzer, who's been around, he's, you know, I, I aged him, unfortunately, because I asked him about if the donut will ever make a comeback. You know, the donut for your bat in the on-deck circle. And he looked at me and said, do you think I used a donut? I said, yeah, you ain't much younger than me, brother. And then he's like, no, 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 I use that metal, uh, that thin metal heavy pole. I said, oh, I apologize. So it was sort of like asking about the donut, but then we started to talk about drills. I was like, what year did guys start swinging with one hand? He goes, well, some guys did it, but it always was goofy. Now they're all doing whatever it is that works for them. I think he said he's seen about 50 different things in the cages now over the last 30 years, let's just say 30 years, since he started working professionally uh, outside in the coaching capacity. And and there's just more stuff. Guys are willing to experiment more. The big conversation is lefties, a guy like Olsen, who's not very fast, maybe all of a sudden finding finding that hole, that sweet spot, honey hole, and not have to worry about a third baseman standing out in right field to throw him out. Uh, I think second baseman and shortstops are now into the position of we got to go back to turning the double play sort of the old-fashioned so the shift is out. Is that correct? Like you, there's yeah. no more you have to of have that. Two on the left, two on the left, two on the right. There yeah. are other rules. You can play two outfielders um, if you want to, but you can't move your infielders around. Okay. Like you can't be three on one side. Um, so it's two on the left, two on the right. If you want to play two outfielders, because maybe that becomes a thing. Um, go ahead, try it. I'm sure somebody's thinking about it or experimenting with it or, or writing stuff on napkins to see if they've come up with this evil genius solution, how you can still get some of these guys out. But, yeah, the shift, the, the, the clocks, number one, shift number two, and I think if guys get used to the clocks, the shift is certainly going to be the bigger thing. Talk me through the runner starting on second in extra innings <laughs> here. And because a, running start, a runner started on second, it's possible for the pitcher to not give up a hit and to get two yeah. outs, and the runner still scores, yeah. and you lose. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like it. What? 
<laughs> I, yeah, I listen again. I, I can be a you know get off my lawn screaming at the clouds guy. I, I still have that in me. I'm sixty. I mean it's but but I I like this one. Why, sir? Um, so I I can understand if you told me you started it in the twelfth inning. Like would that would that appease you if you played two extra innings the old fashioned way? I would feel better about it. Okay, but you but would you understand? why, whether it's the length of the game, so here's why I like it. And I like the idea that it was in the minor leagues before they brought it up. Am I a little bit surprised they're keeping it? Yeah, a little bit. But I like the idea of finding out if I've got a guy, pitcher, who can handle what this is. You're coming in and it ain't clean. Go get guys out. Go get them out. And and I like that. I just think you put pitchers in the minor leagues in a position to find out who they are. Uh, you know what's the, what's their makeup? Can they can they pitch around something that would piss them off because they didn't create it? They didn't start this problem, but they got to fix it. They've got to finish it. I like that part. And then I started to think, okay, if I like that, maybe I'm going to get more strategy in the game. I I don't know if it's going to happen. Are we going to see guys get bunted over to third? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a guy or righty go the other way and get that guy to third. I just think there's a chance for more baseball. Like baseball plays, stuff. Does a guy actually try to score with nobody out and give himself a chance to be thrown out at home? One out, does he give himself a chance to get thrown out at home? I kind of like the idea that you're just creating more baseball. And I know that doesn't satisfy, especially if you're extremely not happy with this. Again, the bastardization of the game. But I think it creates more opportunities to play more baseball. And it's been the biggest complaint is, with the three outcomes, the walk, the strikeout, and the home run, we just don't see enough baseball played anymore. Is that is that at least? I, I'm not trying I, to win you over. No, but. no, no. I understand. I mean, I, I really do get it. I, I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm. You know, just. I understand. I'm just having a hard time with it. If, if you understand what I'm getting at, it, it's it's gonna take a definite adjustment and just in thought um, about the entire you know operation here. This is. It's just not how I grew up, and I'm not as old as some other folks out here. But it's just, it's just not how I thought about the game and how I think about the game. So that's so, a, it's a definite adjustment because I'm used to pitchers in trouble, and you know, you know what I mean when I say that. When you bring up guy out, you know, you're used to him causing a problem for himself or causing a jam yeah. for himself, and then getting himself out of said jam or having to switch a pitcher to get himself out of a jam. But I'm not used to starting the inning. With an automatic jam. So, so, but so again, now now I will try to win you over. <laughs> let's, let's say let's say it somebody doesn't score in the top half of the tenth. Does see. that change my strategy in the bottom to try to win the game? Because one will win it. I like that. That's sort of like the two point conversion or not in football. Yeah, it's sort of like some of the other things that you go. Do you want more decision? Let's say you have the heart of your order coming up in the top of the tenth. I got the bottom of my order. Am I going to bring in a pinch hitter, or am I going to try to roll with a bunt and, huh. and try to score? I kind of like the idea that hmm. strategy is that, I mean, that's the cheap and easy word. Yeah. Um, I think it gives you more baseball thinking. What would I do? Why this guy? This guy's never laid down a bunt. Am I going to ask him to lay down a bunt? Uh, I'm not going to do it with my three-hole hitter. I'm not going to do it with my four-hole hitter. Well, I do it with my seven-hole hitter. Will I try to win that game because it's now the bottom of the 10th or the bottom of the 11th? You know, if, if nothing happens or it's still tied 
at the end of 10. I, I, I would just like to see baseball people doing baseball things, it just, including the managers. It changes how you think about the closer, too. When you think about, you know, Rivera and then, you know, Eric Gagne, yeah. they, they come in, you know, you're closing out a game. Now they're closing out a game in extra innings with a runner on second automatically. Yeah, but they've also changed the three batter minimum thing is a joke to me. Like, that's the one that makes no sense. You can't, t- look, even with the shift, I'll tell you this. I, I'm a little bit, I know why they did it, and I, again, I think it's going to create more baseball. But you're telling somebody how they can win or lose a sporting event. You're taking mm. away what I think is my advantage, <sighs> my big brain, and what I do, and how, I, you know, I figured something out that maybe we're better at than other people. We shift smarter and better. I don't like the idea that you're actually taking smart guys and maybe putting them on the shelf a little bit. Um, but but the three-pitcher, the three-hitter minimum is the one that I don't get. Like, to me, you're really telling me this isn't a good matchup, but I've got to go with this guy because I like two of the three that he's going to face. And I, that part I don't like. <laughs> okay. All right, real quick before we get out of here. <laughs> yeah. A couple Braves notes. What, one, Soroka, what, what's, how much can they depend on him? What's his status? Is he? So, is no, he, no he's, he's sort of slow playing it now. He's got a hamstring. Okay. Um, did it on the last day before he came down. They're going to play cautionary tale with him. He looks incredible. Like, you know, he, he looks like $10 million, but he's got to go. He, it's Michael Soroka now, by the way. Have you heard that? No. I was wondering why yeah, you yeah, said it, that. It's it's Michael Soroka. Oh. Uh, he, he has chosen, he's asked to be known as Michael Soroka. Okay. That's fine. Um, th- this happened yeah, while he was down and out for a long time with an injury? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the, I, I just think that was his name growing up, and it became Mike up here, and I'm respectful enough to go, I don't okay. care what you want to be called. Okay. Um, but he's going to slow play. Kyle Wright got a cortisone shot in his pitching shoulder. He's going to slow play it a little bit. They're hoping, and he throws Friday. Like Friday will be the day that let the let the clock start running on Kyle Wright. What will they do and how will they play it? But he's got to get out of Friday, which basically means waking up Saturday and Sunday without a problem. He was mature enough to tell him he got the shot. My guess is if everything goes well, he gets three starts, probably misses the opening series against Washington, but could probably go in St. Louis if it all works out to that plan. So that's the, the two pitchers okay. parts of things to be talked about. Last one real quick. You've now lost two gigantic fan favorites over the last two seasons, Freddie yeah. Freeman and now Dansby Swanson. Yeah. How has that been received in your market? Um, they trust Alex Anthopoulos, the Sean Murphy deal, even though it wasn't sexy because he played in Oakland and nobody really knows. Uh, he's a really, really solid player. I think the leadership thing was a thing talked about. I think between Ozzie, Travis Darno, I don't think that's going to be a problem because it is sort of a turf-free zone, and I don't think there has to be a lot of reeling in, so I think that part is okay. You lose in production. I don't know if Von Grissom can play shortstop. If he can make the plays in the field, I'll hit him ninth. I don't care about his offense. Okay. I think I think they're good enough offensively. Where what you get from him will be bonus. Uh, but if he can turn a double play and make the play he's supposed to make, still to be determined, uh, I can live with that. I think left field and DH is, while everybody's sort of honed in on shortstop, I think left field and DH is the place that worries me a little bit more because I think somehow, some way, they'll find a guy who can pick it at short as long as I don't need his offense. Marcelo Zuna. Uh, I don't know. I you know, I'm surprised he's here. Yeah, Eddie Rosario, me too. He, he better fly. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Pillar is the guy. 
He's only on a minor league deal. Believe me, it's a long shot, long shot-ish for him to make this team. But he's the guy that I'm rooting for. Boy, I really hope he has a spring and and maybe he becomes a contender to play in left field almost every day. That would be that would be really good because that guy's a dude. That that guy's a dude. He's just a dude who's been a little bit banged up. He's 31 but banged up. I don't know if you've ever seen. Go to YouTube. Type in Kevin Pillar highlights. I swear to God, do it during this do it during this next break. You're going to see stuff you're not even going to believe. Hmm. All right, we'll do I'm, that. I'm not kidding. You're not going to believe it. Right. We'll let you get back to the the beach and the sunshine or whatever you're going to do the rest no, no, of the no. day. No, uh, no, That is not a that is not a thing right now. Okay. Uh, okay. But it could be tomorrow afternoon when the show is done. We shall see. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy <laughs> All right. your time there. We'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Chris Tomino, fantastic. Six eighty, the fan down. In Atlanta, he is down there covering Braves spring training. We'll take a break. Come back. More of the McFarland Show next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. (sighs) Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 28th for golf night and college night with Western Kentucky University as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Purchase your special event tickets today at nashvillepredators.com slash college nights for a Preds-branded golf towel or Preds and Western Kentucky co-branded hat. That's nashvillepredators.com slash college nights. Let's go, Preds. 
Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. And I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Good stuff from Chris Domino. We've got Vandy Baseball again coming up here soon. They actually fell. They lost. They lost. They lost. Yeah. A lot of people are like, what do you mean they, they fell? Well, they, they lost yesterday at home. Yeah. A little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Back at uh, back on the bump today. So we'll have that coming up here. What time is it, Devlin? 4.15 like yesterday? Okay, so 4.15. Okay. Pre-game, 4.30, first pitch. And then they'll host UCLA this weekend. Fun, fun. Here at Hawkins Field. So, hey, feels like baseball weather. Yes, he does. So the timing was perfect to go down to spring training and to, to bring up this. It certainly feels great here. Uh, it'll get cold again, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, end of the week. End we'll, of the yeah, weekend. Yeah, we'll get but, some cold, uh, yeah. Maybe we're uh, getting close to getting out of this. I don't know. We're not in the clear until, like, after mid-March. As far as, like, winter weather stuff, like no more ice chances or anything. It, it's been... A fairly light <laughs> winter uh, so far. I think we, you know, we've had like one minor yeah. event, uh, if that. And so, um, but listen, late February, early to mid March happens occasionally. And what's scary about that time is we don't get the snow; we get ice. You know, it's not a snow. We're not going to get six inches of snow in March. We're going to get three inches of ice. And so that's the thing to watch out for here the next, you know, three to four weeks with that. Something we haven't talked about today is Tennessee falling last night to Texas A&M. That's five of seven. Disappointing. They're going the wrong way. And just, you know, they can't finish. They can't seal it. No, they cannot. And this is is telling, and this is bad because – Tournament time is here. Is about and by the way, it's about finishing. Yep, and you, you finish, got you, you go gotta home. finish in the second half, and they can't. Yeah, you know the shot selection is ter- You know is is, is questionable, and it, it's not going down. You know they can't find their scores. They can't find a rhythm. Honestly, Darren, I watched a lot of that game last night. What's their offense? What are they doing on offense? Like I don't understand. Like what's the what's the goal? Where, where are they going? <laughs> Are they trying to work the ball to somebody? Or what, what are we doing? I got to be honest. I laugh because it really has been – this is not a new question. Really, since Rick Barnes has been at Tennessee, the questions you always have are – well, there's two big ones. One is, what about offense? What, what, what are you doing on offense? And two, you know, what we've talked about a bunch is, you know, okay, great, you're – it's great you're having a, you're having another great regular season. Yeah. Now what what you got in the playoffs? What did you got? I mean, in the tournament. 
since they don't have yeah. playoffs. What 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 do you got for everybody in the NCAA tournament? The, the offense seems to but, be let's just find out who's feeling it and go with them. Their defense is their staple. That's what they hang their hat on, and it's always good. So the defense creates the offense. Is that and, the? But the offense has always been a question. The the problem is. You do still have to score, especially in a tournament. Like it's it's hard to go into the NCAA tournament hoping that you hold everybody to fifty something points, right? Yeah. Can they do that? Yeah. Heck, they proved in the Auburn game they can hold you in the forties, right? Mm-hmm. And still win. Which, by the way, that's one of those wins and losing five of seven. Yeah. What they have scored forty six points and beat Auburn. Yes. 46, if, 43. If, you, if that's your game plan going to the NCAA tournament, yee. But I don't mean to laugh at that, but it's always been in question. Okay. Rick, like, no one has ever been enamored with Rick Barnes and the offense since he's been there. Well, well, that much is clear. Even when they've had better players offensively, better scores, I should say. Yeah. But they, they listen. You got to find something here, because, or or not. You need to just catch an L. I mean, because that, that that's what's going to happen. Um, if you if you cannot figure out what you are offensively, which I don't. I, they they I, I'm so serious. It, and maybe they have something, and I just don't see it, which is very possible. But it it seems like it's just let's just see what happens when they get the ball on offense. We're gonna throw the ball around, see what the defense does. Then, you know, we'll, we'll shoot, and uh, we'll see who's hot, and then we'll move on from there. I know it's more complicated than that. I'm sure there's an offensive philosophy. I just don't recognize what it is right away with them. So now it's five of seven. Now it's got to be in the head of the players here that they can't beat competitive teams as they go into conference play or conference tournament play and get ready for the, uh, for the tournament. And, you know, listen, what you don't want to be is that four and five seed, okay? You would like to be two and three. Well, no, 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 no. You want the four seed. Remember, the top four seeds, remember we talked about this. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the Monday. dance. I'm talking oh, about. Oh, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I think you're talking about the SEC tournament. The SEC tournament, tournament. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, but no, that's, yeah. but that's real, too. Like, they're, they're in big danger of, remember Vince brought this up on Monday, those top four teams, those top four seeds in the tournament here, yeah. they do have the advantage because they're going to play less games yes. than anybody else. I'm just talking about the matchup when you get to the tournament. The 5-12 match. Where do you look for upsets all the time in 5-12. the tournament? 5-12. Occasionally the 4-13, but 5-12 is a big one. And so if you if you stick around, if you somehow catch a losing streak and end up in that five spot, I mean, right? That's that's it's it's the portion of the bracket everybody's done. looking for the upset, right? The five versus twelve. Yeah, because here comes the twelve seed, some scrappy team out of Arizona from somewhere, and you know, and 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 Vince talked about it earlier is the difference between travel and not. The difference between the two and three seed could be playing in North Carolina if you're Tennessee, and if you're the four and five seed, you can end up somewhere in the Midwest or, or beyond. You know, So that travel is an extra thing that comes into play. I'm just saying they, they better be careful you know, moving forward here, and they know this. They understand, but you know, how are they going to fix it now? I, I don't know. 
play South Carolina next. That should get them out of their funk. Then they've got Arkansas at home and then at Auburn. Oh, that's not easy. Mm. Final two games at Auburn, Arkansas at home. Arkansas looked very, very good last night. Yeah. They've got uh, that, that kid Smith back. Mm-hmm. He's played like four or five games now, and I think he had almost 30 last night. They're a dangerous team. Yeah. So we'll see how this all plays out. We'll come back, step away, come back, wrap up Wednesday's edition of the McFarland Show next. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one the time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
Over 50 years of Nashville sports coverage. The McFarland Show. Wow, you guys are old. But not old enough to be in the community Chris Cimino was at. The mm-hmm. over 55 community. No, we're not in there. Man, I was pumped. I didn't hear a word he said after that. You just know you're not old enough. I, I went and signed up for the, the country uh, music marathon. 55 and up community yet. I felt so young. Hey. It's nice to get huh? that feeling. There. And I just had a birthday. Hey, nice. Hello. Yeah. Still can't get in that community. Still. On Keep the building your houses. I'm not interested. Can't be there. Rand Carthen was at the Preds game last night. Preds win in a shootout over Vancouver. They're going to hit the road for the rest of the week. They get a shootout win. Rand Carthen, his first Preds game, second ever hockey game. Woke up this morning, was so inspired. How much fun he had, and said, "Man, I gotta get to work. I had too much fun last night." Mm-hmm. And boy, so did he. he released Taylor Lewan. He released Robert Woods. He released Randy Bullock. He released Zach Cunningham. For me personally, the only surprise in there. You said you weren't surprised. No, I am surprised. Randy Bullock. I, I didn't see that one coming. Well. I okay. didn't know there was a huge issue at the kicking position. It, it didn't feel great uh, at times, Randy Bullock. I think he missed some extra points, too, this year that, you know, Coach Coach Vrabel just, I don't think, was real happy with it. So, now, listen, the, the hard work begins. Actually, the cuts, are, are especially these, were fairly easy. These were pretty easy. Yeah. The hard work begins now in trying to replace these guys. Uh, what do you got? What are you seeing in free agency, the draft, that whole nine? Taylor Lewan said he expected to be cut. Well, he clearly expected to be cut. He's already put out a reel of his time with the Titans. Five minutes long. <laughs> so I guess he's been doing that. Well edited. So he knew. Well edited. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for our show today. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We want you back with us tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Don't forget Vandy Baseball starting at 4.15 pregame and then first pitch at 4.30. We'll see you tomorrow.